Hello, and welcome back to the What Is Life Dude podcast, everybody. We are your hosts, Sarah and Sarah. That was great. Thank you. Welcome back. We're going to try on yet another new format today, which I think will keep it fun and light and breezy. Well, we were trying to think of a way to make the podcast. I don't know. How do we how do we phrase it? We were trying to find a way to make it more sustainable for us to make basically because although we do love having really long deep conversations we i don't know i feel like we grew so much over the past couple months and we were learning so much and switching up a lot of our old patterns and that's why we had so much to talk about and now we are we're in the implementation stage yeah and it's like we're not we're kind of just trying to put all the things we learned and talked about into mm-hmm. practice. Yes. So to kind of also at the same time try and find new big things to talk about and dissect and unpack, it's kind of like it's hard to focus on doing that and also mm-hmm. all the things we're trying to implement, right? Right. So we would always try to brainstorm a new big topic for each episode each week and we were struggling a little bit and so we decided that while we will still continue to occasionally have those long conversations I think week by week we're going to keep it a little bit shorter and bring in a couple of prompts that we'll address each week right so in trying to find a way to make it more well, let's just, we'll just talk about what's on our minds and how we feel and what we're up to. We devised a strategic plan. To keep it organized. (laughs) Right. Because that's how we operate. Um, I mean, anytime we have any kind of conversation on the podcast, it's going to turn to that or it's going to, it's going to journey into what What is is life life dude territory. Yes. So don't worry. It's still us. We're just trying to find a new way to get our brain thoughts to you guys Mm -hmm. right so do you want to give them a little rundown of our new prompts we're going to talk about each week you have it written down but i'll try okay so we're going to talk about just an interesting thing Mm -hmm. we're both going to talk about an interesting thing and you'll you'll see what that means just something that we've been talking about that's like huh that's a cool conversation talk about that we're going to do a positivity box as per usual we're going to do a negativity box, which is something we've only occasionally done on the podcast. Um, and we're going to do a thing thing. which <laughs> it's our. This is the name we gave to the segment where we just mention something. Like a physical thing. Right. That, uh, that we want to talk or about. Or a piece of media, I think, would go under that too. Like if sure. a show or some sort of song or anything. It just because it's just because yesterday we were brainstorming ideas and Sarah was like a positive thing, a negative thing, and then, you know, like a thing thing. <laughs> and I was like, well, we have to name the segment thing thing now. It's yes. just so stupid sounding. And then we're going to wrap up each episode with a little goal or a big goal for the week ahead. Mm-hmm. Just to give us some direction. Yep. Uh, cool. So. Dive in. Where do you want to start? Interesting. Random or interesting fact or story okay well mine comes from actually before i talk about that i was just uh thinking about this right before we started but 
Can I just give a little update on how my parents responded to the last oh, yes, episode? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. So my dad and my stepmom, Claudia, listened to it, and they FaceTimed me, and <laughs> my dad was just smiling very widely. For context, if you guys didn't hear our last episode, we talked about one lesson that each of our parents has taught us that we've carried into our adult lives. Right. Claudia was beaming with joy. She looked like she was, you know, when you're like on the verge of crying, she looked like that for the entire time we were talking. Yeah. Uh, so they loved it. They liked what I said about them. And then my mom texted me yesterday and she said she listened and she said she won't disagree with anything I said, but she wanted to clarify that the only reason she's kind of like that with me in, and by like that, I mean kind of go with your gut, do what you think is right. She's like, the only reason I'm like that with you is because I think you're smart and you make good decisions and you've always been mature for your age. She's like, if you were a dumb idiot, I, I, wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't leave you to your own devices like that. She's like, but I trust you. And, I, and so she thought that was an important part of the conversation okay. that I left out. So just wanted to add that. Everyone loved it. Um, now your family doesn't listen to the podcast like my entire family does. Right. You know, we're not, we're, we don't talk about the emotions. That's something we talked about in the, in the episode, actually. So I was tearing up a little bit when I was talking about my mom, because I feel like it's the first time I've kind of come to this level of appreciation for her mm. as an adult. But yeah, I didn't tell her about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, I saw our friend Jeremy yesterday and he, we were talking about you and he was saying, mm-hmm. he was saying, like the main vibe, trait he gets from you is thoughtfulness. Oh, and you know, I said I have that, a lot of thoughts. <laughs> well, it well, he did say thoughtful in the normal way, like you're a thoughtful person, oh. but also as in you think a lot and you have a lot of thoughts. So he, he meant it both ways. But it was funny because I told him about the last podcast episode, and I was like, that's the trait that Sarah said she picked up most from her mom. Or that she appreciates most in her mom. He was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Okay, so that was a little recap onto the, what are we calling it? The random story. Interesting story. Okay. Maybe we'll think of an actual name for the segment. Probably. At some point we will. And then I'll make a theme song for it. Tidbit. Tidbit. <laughs> Just make a theme song out of tidbit. Tidbit. So the other day, Sarah and I were talking and... I remembered I had a surgery when I was a child that I hadn't thought about in maybe 10 years. And Sarah was like, wait, so you, the guy with all the medical problems, there was another surgery you don't even remember? And I was like, yes. So when I was, according to my dad, I was about four or five. Maybe my mom listening can, will now text me and say, no, you were this age. Mm -hmm. But I had tubes put in my ears. Now, I don't know if you guys listening know what that means or what I'm talking about. I had never heard of this procedure before. Apparently, it's fairly common. But I guess what happens is when you're a young child, you're really prone to middle ear infections. And I got middle ear infections very often. So I guess what they do is they put these little, they're either plastic or metal, like very, very tiny tubes in your eardrum. And they connect your eardrum and your middle ear or something. And it... It allows more, I don't want to say drainage, but it allows more, what, is, what does this mean? I'm doing a hand motion to Sarah. I mean, drainage is right. Or yeah. Or airflow. Airflow, right. 
So it basically just prevents ear infections because there's more flow going on. I'm not a doctor. Something like that. Uh, but I, I guess it hindered my hearing ability as a child because I'm what I, what I said to Sarah was, oh, yeah, I used to do speech therapy classes when I was like in kindergarten. That's how this came up. Yeah. We were talking about that first. And I had totally forgotten that was a part of my life. Yeah. Like I forgot that I had I couldn't hear myself that well and I couldn't say ours. I couldn't say ours either. I guess a lot of kids couldn't. Problematic because my name has an R in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, so does mine. So, <laughs> so that conversation came up and I was like, wow, I went to speech therapy and it's because I had these tubes in my ears because I got ear infections. I guess the tube, once your eardrum heals and like closes again, the tube just falls out of your child's ear mm-hmm. and it's so tiny, it I guess doesn't matter. So I guess floating on the planet somewhere, there are just millions and millions of tiny little children's ear tubes. Wow. So that, I mean, that was a conversation that I wanted to talk about because it was just so weird and so random that that I I had like no idea. And then I texted my dad to ask him when that happened and what the deal with that was. He was like, well, do you remember getting your sinuses taken out? And I was like, yeah, I was... Wait, taken out? Sorry. Um, my, not sinuses. Tonsils. Uh, tonsils. Thank you. Yeah, I have my sinuses. Thank you. <laughs> uh, he was like, do you remember getting your tonsils taken out? And I was like, yeah, I think I was like 15 when that happened. He's like, well, do you remember getting a sleep apnea test before that? And I was like, no. He's like, you don't remember spending a night at a doctor's <laughs> office? He was like, you slept in a doctor's office attached to a whole bunch of wires. And I slept outside in a different room the entire night with you and i'm like i do not remember that at all what the hell is up with that shocking how does that i mean the ear tubes thing i understand kind of forgetting about because i was very very young plus if you're i don't know if they put you under for that but any kind of sedation usually compromises your memory yeah but wouldn't you remember being sedated like having to be anesthetized not as if you were young I guess that's true. I mean, my memory for everything as a child is so terrible. So, Your memory as a child is also very clear, isn't it? No. It's not? I remember my emotions. Oh, when you said terrible, you meant you had you have trouble remembering it, not your memories are oh, yes. terrible memories. Yes. Well, I that... I mean... Uh, um, you made it sound like, like you can only remember bad things. No, I remember happened. very little. Okay. And what I do remember is quite sad. Mm. It's annoying. Yeah. I maybe everyone's memory from when they're a child is hazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Actually, here's a, this will be my random fact, which I'll tie in because I studied psychology in college and I took a course about, I think, childhood development. And they found out actually that the culture in which you're brought up affects how early you start remembering things as in. Right. So uh, like Asian cultures tend to be more collectivistic as in. They talk a lot about the community, the family unit, and, and less about the individual. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then children in Western, more individualistic societies, very from a very young age, they're asked, like, what do you want? How do you want to express yourself? What is? What are your interests? Mm. Oh, you're so, you're so pretty. Oh, you're so strong, right? And it's very focused on the the individual i am both of those things (laughs) and so children on average from individualistic societies have earlier memories because they're taught to think about themselves wow 
mm-hmm. especially me as a Leo. <laughs> it was all about me. Yes. And my sister, Lauren, who's also a Leo. Yes. Wow. I never thought about that. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so is that is that your interesting... Yes, that will be my interesting fact. You really tied it in there. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so let me mention one other thing that's... I mean, I should have said this in the intro, but I had forgotten about it. Uh, we're not filming this episode. Uh, I'm not sure when we're going to film and when we're not going to film, but sometimes it's just it's just a lot. Right. So it's going to be on or off, hit or miss. We're not exactly sure what's going to happen. Uh, but I mean, if you're if you're a YouTube watcher slash listener, we'll keep putting the audio. Even when we don't film, we'll keep putting the audio on YouTube because I know some people like that platform for listening. But mm-hmm. it's just... Uh, it's just a lot of, I don't right. want to say it's a lot of work and like complain about it, but it is. <laughs> well, yeah. It's, it takes it's, a long time. It's kind of like we're trying to make so many things happen right now and we're just wanting to kind of choose our battles mm-hmm. and choose at where we're allocating our energy right. in a smart way. So for Claudia, we'll put the audio at least on YouTube because <laughs> like I said last week, once we stopped uploading videos, Claudia was, my stepmom thought we stopped doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. So that was that. I uh, just wanted to throw that in there real quick. Yes. Should we move on? Yes. Should we do negativity box first so, so that we, we can clean it up with the yeah. positivity box? Sure. Why don't you go first? I want you to go first because I, I actually, uh, I took notes and I need to consult them because I don't remember what okay. my negativity box is. I just, I'm looking at the waveforms on my computer and I feel it looks like I've been talking the entire time. That's good. I usually talk most of the time, so... I know, but this I like when cosmic, you talk more. The cosmic reckoning. <laughs> Fine. Okay. My negativity box, when Sarah and I were brainstorming this before we started recording, I was trying to think of, I don't want my negativity boxes to be, I think sometimes they will be, but I don't want them to always be something really heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, like I said, sometimes it will be. But, you know, we've talked about this. We don't want to complain on the podcast and we don't want you listeners to be like our therapists, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try to go with like lighthearted negative things. (laughs) So my first one for this week is, so I got a dash cam recently, like maybe two weeks ago, I got a dash cam. I was watching a lot of videos on Reddit of people getting in accidents and them telling stories about how the person who was at fault tried to tell the cops and the insurance people that it wasn't their fault and these these people had dash cams and they're like actually officer actually insurance lawyers look at the footage you can clearly tell this person is in the wrong Mm -hmm. and it saves them thousands and thousands of dollars of insurance and legal fees or whatever just because there's clear video evidence of what happened and i'm like damn that's a really good idea so for like 125 bucks, I got a dash cam and installed it. I'm like, it's a good investment because if someone ever hits me or some shit goes down, I'll have that evidence and I can prove that I'm not in the wrong, right? So nothing like that has happened, which is great, <laughs> but I was driving somewhere yesterday. I was in, so I was driving around our kind of small town. And yes. it's, I wasn't on a highway or anything. So I was in the left lane. There were two lanes and I was going 45 in a 40. So I was going over the speed limit. And like I said, it's not a highway. So I'm not, I'm not thinking about, oh, go in the right lane and let people pass you. I was about to make a left turn. So I was like, I'm in the left lane. And this BMW was behind me. He was riding my butt. And I was like, I'm not doing anything wrong. I don't care. 
So then I put on my left blinker, I went into the left turn lane, and I guess I went a little too slowly for this guy's liking. So as he passed me, he let out a he let out a long honk. It was one of those like Mm-hmm. kind of i don't know if that thing with my microphone just worked but i tried to make it sound like it sounded in the car so he honked as i went by or as he went by and then i was like what so i honked back at him as he was driving past me and then he stuck his finger out the window and flipped me off which just doesn't happen that often <laughs> it was just like i don't when if you're driving you just got to chill out sometimes i wasn't even mad mm-hmm. i thought it was funny how stupid he was i didn't do anything wrong and then i was like oh i have this dash cam so i brought it in this morning and watched the footage and made a little edit where i zoomed in on the guy giving me the finger and i sent it to my friends and my family i was like this happened to me yesterday so it actually turned out to be kind of a positivity box but just why i mean like why are you giving people the thing it's like a small town i have your license plate now i'll probably see your car again just just don't do it. Just be normal. Did you memorize his license plate? No. <laughs> did you uh, Google his license plate? <laughs> I did. I think I actually did memorize his license plate. I Googled it and found out um, the make, the exact make and model and gear of his car and how much it was purchased for. Whoa. Uh, I don't know his name or his address, which is fine because I don't want it or need it. I'm not going to go find the guy and knock on his door and be like, you remember this and then show him a screenshot of like him giving me the finger or something. But it was mostly because I wanted to see how well the dash cam can pick up intricate details like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they can. So that was just kind of a moment that makes you think like, what the fuck are people doing? <laughs> and I sent it to, I sent it to our friend Chris from Sweet Simple Vegan, who's from New Jersey and I'm from Long Island. And he was like, ah, oh, almost makes you feel like you're back home in New York, right? <laughs> Where people are just like, yay, fuck you. And they're honking and giving you the finger and stuff so right that was a strange thing that happened yesterday nice what about you all right my negativity box actually has a humorous element to it as well (laughs) anyway i have been still you know dealing with my lifelong depression and since we just moved i decided i was going to start researching and getting a new care team locally And I haven't worked with a psychiatrist in a long time because I've just had my medication when I'm on medication managed by a GP. But I thought, you know, I haven't really had any success with any other medications. Maybe it's time to get a psychiatrist involved again, get their opinion. So I I hop onto Yelp. I hop onto Google reviews. I'm on Psychology Today, which is where I found most of my therapists in the past. And I'm reading reviews. (laughs) Now, we've mentioned in a past episode that I recently looked up the reviews for a psychiatrist that I worked with in college during like one of my rock bottoms, and he had absolutely atrocious reviews. It was very validating because I wondered if it was something about my personality that was making me have that experience with him. But it turns out he just objectively sucked (laughs) yes i I wonder if he's listening to this podcast because i I remember back when i was working in an office a few years ago i had a linkedin i don't have it anymore and i don't know if this is still the case still a feature but at the time you could see other people who were logged into linkedin if they viewed your profile and at one point i saw that he had viewed my profile i was like hmm hello doctor wait this was after you were a patient 
Yeah, many, many years. Oh. Right? This was after I graduated. So he's a creep, too. I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming it's just because I don't know if he looked me up or if it's because like I was in his email and it just automatically recommends stuff like that to you. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But um, so I'm having I'm realizing that it's actually just difficult to find a psychiatrist who has good ratings. And I'm sure it, it, part of it is because, I mean, mental illness is so poorly understood, like the mechanism of depression is so variable and poorly understood that. I think it's easy to have a bad experience with someone who's managing your medications because you just don't. It's kind of a crapshoot at this point. But um, I was just reading through all of these reviews and I found this one guy who had, I don't know, like 47 reviews. So by far in our kind of small town, by far the most highly, highly uh, frequently reviewed Mm -hmm. psychiatrist. And he had overall a good rating. But what I noticed is that it was like, only five stars or one stars, right? So very polarizing so an, experience. An, a solid three and a half star average. Right. So I was just scrolling through. I was reading the one star reviews as one does. And I noticed that a common thread in these reviews is that this guy is like a photographer and people are like, oh, you go into his office and it's covered in his inadequate or what was the word his amateur photography and all the time he talks about all the mountains he's climbs and his like adventures and i hardly got to say 10 words and i'm like i mean yes this really sucks but also it's like a humorous situation because how could you i don't know how could you get that feedback from people how are you still in business right but then, of course, people like swoop in and they're like, oh, I've, I've seen the negative reviews and I can't relate at all. He saved my life. So it's just very frustrating. That's that's the negativity part is that it's genuinely been so difficult for me to find someone that I think I can trust. And it's not like, I don't know, like with a therapist, you can go in, have one one session where you don't have you don't hit it off. You can't establish rapport and you move on. And hopefully it's not too traumatic usually or expensive (laughs) right but with a psychiatrist yes it's expensive and also most medications you need weeks like six to eight weeks to know if they're going to work and sometimes there's really bad side effects and sometimes the side effects don't go away after you stop taking the medication so it's just such a big i don't know it's such such a big commitment of finances and time and resources and possibly your health (laughs) and um so yeah it's just funny and also the other funny part is that he was responding to all of the reviews (laughs) and so he would (laughs) (laughs) he was responding to all the reviews and so he'd give like a nice thank you i'm so glad you had a good experience with me and then for the ones that were negative he had like kind of generic response which was I'm sorry, you didn't have a great experience. Please call this number and I'd be happy to talk to you about it. I'll also tell you about the time I climbed <laughs> Mount Evans. <laughs> yeah. And um, and at the end of every single response, he said, of course, due to doctor-patient confidentiality rules, I can't confirm or deny that you are indeed a patient of mine. <laughs> what? What yeah. a psycho. I just found it funny. Well, the other funny part to me is that, you know, we've been watching Frasier for the last few months and Fraser and Niles are both psychiatrists. And <laughs> I mean, Niles, not so much, but Fraser's like a lot of the humor of, of Fraser's character is that he's 
kind of a bad person yeah. it's like he makes really bad judgment calls and lies to people because he's trying to do the right thing and it always just blows up in his face and like that's a lot of the humor of and the he's show. also very judgmental and he's very judgmental yes so it's like you're having this experience trying to find find a psychiatrist and we're watching frazier where the psychiatrists are fucking assholes <laughs> and we're like oh fucking so it, assholes so it is accurate i guess yeah damn frustrating very i do think i found the person that i'm going to see mm. i'm sure you guys will hear about it in an upcoming episode yeah. also you know the insurance thing is confusing to navigate as well because i have somewhat good insurance now for the first time in a long time and uh, some psychiatrists don't work with my provider which is weird because we just got anthem which is mm-hmm. like the one of the biggest brands of insurance right yeah i think some people just don't work with insurance yeah which How is weird. crazy yeah um and in case you're wondering both sarah and i since we work for ourselves we go to the state website and we say hello we'd like to buy insurance <laughs> and then we literally buy insurance like it's a fucking adobe premiere subscription once yeah. like once a month mm-hmm. um i just i wanted to put that out there because jasmine from sweet simple vegan she did an ama on instagram they've been doing those a lot for their um followers and someone asked, like, when you work for yourself like that, how do you get insurance? And she explained it to her followers. So I figured I'd throw that out there. You know, yeah. when you don't work for a company and they give you insurance, you have to go buy it. And they charge you hundreds of dollars <laughs> every month. Yes. It's very strange. It's a lot It's a lot cooler to just have it get taken out of your paycheck. And yeah, you don't you even don't really notice. see it. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I just make this amount. You don't think I make this amount plus 300 <laughs> I just don't get the 300. It's right. even cooler when you're a youngster and your parents pay for everything. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. It's it's pretty sweet that uh, my dad's insurance <laughs> covered all of those surgeries and cancers I had. Well, it was only one cancer, but right. still. Okay, right. do you want to take do you want to take a little break and thank some people and then we'll come back to the next the next section? Sure. All right, so let's throw it over to our supporter shout out. Hi, guys. We're pausing this conversation for a few moments to give a big thank you to our supporters. These are our listeners who make a monthly contribution through Anchor, which is our hosting platform. If you'd like to become a supporter as well, you can visit anchor.fm slash whatislifedude and click on the support button. And if you enjoy the show, another great way to support us is by giving us a positive rating and a review on iTunes. Just takes a few moments and it helps new listeners find the podcast so we can continue to grow our community. So thank you so much to everyone who supports us in one way or another. This podcast wouldn't exist without you guys. So without further ado, shout out to our anchor supporters, Inga Pfeiffer, Morgan Lassiter, Jennifer, Scotty Draper, Glenn Ames, Kevin Dooley, Jessica Chelgren, Marie Zimmerman, Nina Schmidt, Izzy, Reem, Alexis Dooley, Annalise, Nadia, Merv, Teresa Madara, Kelsey Pritchett, Ellis Adler, Anna Jureka, Megan Stewart, Samantha McIntyre, Dylan Schaubin, and Sarah Creighton. And we are back. Okay, do you want to do a little positivity box? Want me to go first? I think actually we should just do yours because when we were brainstorming, you listed multiple (laughs) and some of them overlap with me. So let's just have you guide this. Okay. First things first, baseball. (laughs) Baseball is back, baby. Well, a quick negativity box. 
the Mets were supposed to start their season on Thursday. Yeah, on Thursday. And the team we were playing, the Washington Nationals, they had a few people test positive for coronavirus. Um, it's just a thing that's still happening. So they canceled the three games. So basically every team in baseball has been playing for like the last four days and the Mets just haven't played yet. So it's been quite, it's been a case of, I don't know, it stinks. We're just, it's it's a, <laughs> just a waiting game. But the good news, my positivity box, is that we play tonight. And I'm just so excited for the season to start. It's a full season. Um, they have some people in the stands and people are getting vaccinated and it's, I'm just so excited to have baseball back. I'm excited for it. you. Are you? Yes, I am. You like when I watch baseball? I do. Why? It keeps you occupied. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, you trying to get rid of me? A little bit. No. I I see how happy it makes you. The good thing about baseball is that I tend to get things done yes. while I'm watching baseball. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't even really have a good example, but... Like I can upload the podcast, I can edit the podcast while baseball's on, right? Yes. I can like mute the TV because it's it's kind of slow moving. Mm-hmm. I can change my guitar strings. When I watch, I'm not just like staring at the TV for three hours. Yes. So it's nice. Yeah, it is kind of nice to have. I've noticed you are someone who does well with background noise, like doing administrative tasks or catching up on random things you can do from your computer mm-hmm. or sitting on the couch. Yeah. Pretty much for me, the only thing I can do, like I'll fold laundry or I will cook or clean the kitchen while I'm listening to stuff or watching YouTube, but I I don't know. I can never be on my computer with something playing, also accomplishing something. <laughs> I get too confused. Yeah. I really like doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I get confused just sitting, consuming nothing. My <laughs> own thoughts confuse me. <laughs> um. Okay. What's my other positivity box? I have two other ones. So yesterday when I was driving and got flipped off by that guy, I I should just post that on my Instagram, shouldn't I? That's what I said. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll post that uh, when this episode comes out on Wednesday. So (laughs) the place I was driving, I was driving to a local park where our friend Jeremy met me and we played baseball for like an hour and a half just at a really nice park. It was a really nice day. It's been like high 70s and sunny for the last four days maybe here so that was really nice it was nice to see him after months of living in california and it was nice to throw a ball around and it's been sunny that's i mean that's my positivity box is it's warming up and i feel like a different person when i'm in the sunlight we've been going for walks we we found a nice little like 15 minute loop near our house Mm -hmm. which has been really nice so yeah, my second positivity box is seeing Jeremy playing a little baseball, getting some sunshine, running around in the outfield trying to catch fly balls that he hit to me. <laughs> now, listen, I don't know if you know anything about baseball, listeners, but I'm not good at baseball, but I'm better at playing the infield. So when the batter hits a ground ball, I'm better at getting those than catching fly balls in the outfield. When there's a fly ball coming out coming at me in the outfield... I get so confused and disoriented. <laughs> like Jeremy hit some right to me where I didn't have to move my feet and I could catch it. And I just thought it was going somewhere else. And I would like run to a different spot in the field and it would land where I was standing. And he's like, what? He's like, he's, you know, he's like hundreds of feet away. And he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know where to go. I can't see the ball. It's so funny. 
right. suck, but it's fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was nice. That's the first time I've been in the house alone since we moved here, I think. Did you like it? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, yeah. well, you know, it's complicated because I tried to film a video while you were gone because I haven't filmed a video in a long time. And it turns out that talking to a camera is a skill and that. you can forget how to right. do it. Right. Well, it's funny because we've been consistently making the podcast and the way you talk on the podcast is you assume that people are there to listen to you and you can kind of ramble and with YouTube and with everyone who's consuming video having kind of a shorter attention span, I'm like, oh my God, how can I be interesting and witty and bubbly and charming and all of these things to entertain people? Or you're like, I got to wrap this up and get to the important stuff. Yeah. Whereas on the podcast, it's us. And, you know, like that's the conclusion we kind of came to when we said we're changing the format, right? It's like, we can kind of just talk about whatever is on our minds and we feel comfortable knowing that you guys want to hear it still. Yeah. Right. And it's because we've gotten a lot of messages where people say, thank you so much for making the podcast. I love listening to it. You guys can literally talk about whatever you want and I would listen to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So we've gotten enough of those messages to make us feel like you know, maybe we really can do that. Yeah. So thank you. I yeah, mean, I get that. Some people on YouTube, some YouTube viewers are like that too. But sometimes you'll post a video with an intro and someone will leave a comment in the bottom that links to the timestamp of when you actually start sharing the recipe. It's hard because when you make content that's more informational, Mm -hmm. right, like recipes and less personal, like a podcast, I mean, you have a blend of viewers who are there for you and people who are watching for the first time who just want to know how to make yeah this dish this dish yes so, you know it's interesting what's that law 80 20 law is that pareto's law i i think i know what you're talking about but i'm not sure yet right where they say like for example i think 80 percent of my views come from 20 percent or fewer of my videos and a lot of those videos that draw in a lot of views and new subscribers are older ones where i look a little different i'm presenting differently i'm like really into fitness so i'm a little buff i'm you know i it's just different yeah. and i feel like i'm still getting subscribers from that and my new content is not necessarily what they're looking for so it's just interesting yeah it's a weird situation although i will say i am trying to get back to that place we've been working out and i'm hoping that will boost my confidence a bit yeah i'm looking at my leg in the mirror right now i can tell <laughs> i've been working out wow <laughs> doing the calf raises mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay let me open up my notes and see if we had other positivity oh i oh, have one more oh, oh oh a living creature being <laughs> huh? a new human oh i see dwells on this earth now the way you <laughs> phrased that was just what eric's sister had a baby <laughs> yes my sister mallory had a child her name is sophie she is a baby very cute <laughs> she was born a <laughs> she was born a young child I was reading a Twitter thread the other day from like uh, from teachers talking about just the the most insane opening lines from their kids' essays that they've had submitted to them. I love those. So one of them, <laughs> so one of them, a kid was talking about themselves, like I was born a very young child <laughs> in the year 1995 or whatever. <laughs> it's like why you you try so hard in school yeah. to like be eloquent right 
yes. and to just present a certain way. I was born a very young child. <laughs> so my sister Mallory uh, gave birth to a very young child uh, over the weekend. And it's the first grandchild mm-hmm. in our family. So my dad and Claudia are both very happy. Claudia's at the hospital. We've been getting Sophie pics constantly. Mm-hmm. And yeah, mazel. Mazel. Mazel We love it. Yeah. So that's another one. The the other other positivity box is we're getting vaccinated today. That's mixed for me. It's, I'm I'm feeling very anxious about it. Tell tell the people why you're it's, anxious. It's because I I used to have panic attacks often, and for me, I would always have trouble breathing during my panic attacks, and so I have this crippling fear of go having an allergic reaction to anything and not being able to breathe. I mean, I, everyone has a fear of not being able to breathe, but because I've experienced it, I, I'm i just very scared. Yeah. And I mean, the amount of people who have had an allergic reaction from the COVID vaccine yes. is like excruciatingly low. Yes. Like barely, literally barely anybody. Yes, I know. But I know you said they're all women. Yes. So it makes you more nervous as a woman, but... It's, we're we'll fairly you know. certain everything will be fine <laughs> yes but i understand your concern yes. now i on the other hand have just my entire life the doctors have been like there's something wrong with you here's how to fix it and then they do something to me and i'm better so i kind of have this faith in this, doctors yeah i have this positive bias towards mm. like physical medical medicine care. when it comes to mental health care uh, not so much <laughs> but when it comes to physical like drugs and stuff you know when i had cancer they were like we're gonna put all these drugs into you for five months and you're gonna be better and i was like okay what am i gonna do say no mm-hmm. well, i mean some people do but <laughs> i wasn't going to and now i'm still here so i'm kind of like just inject me with the shot i'll be fine it's okay it's weird that i mentioned the covid vaccine and i'm like oh i wonder if this is going to be controversial i mean it's just crazy yeah it's just a vaccine vaccines have been around for so long sure I don't so, want to get into it. Yeah, yeah. So, a thing thing? Let's do a thing thing. Do you have a thing thing? You do. I know, but I wanted to know if you also did. And nothing's coming to mind yet. You go first. Okay, my thing thing is Spider-Man. We <laughs> we were gifted <laughs> I don't I don't even know what it's called. A Spider-Man game a video for video game. Yeah, it's Spider-Man for PS4. I don't know what it the actual title of the game is it's the it's the very popular one that was one game of the year yes so sarah's sister amelia got it for us for wait was that from amelia or your mom same 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 it was a joint gift we got it for christmas and we just started playing it and that was violent you just sarah just had a violent shiver it was really cute yeah so we've been playing spider-man and it's just it's really fun it looks really good it works really well takes place in new york city the city looks beautiful (laughs) central park beautiful um they left out all the homeless people because you know uh yeah it's fun i'm just beating the crap out of like robbers and bad guys as Mm spider-man it's very fun the mechanics look fun i think that's part of why people loved it so much is it's just fun to swing around in the world as spider-man that being said that being said i tried to do it eric like passed the controller to me very early on in the storyline and i struggled she just couldn't <laughs> get the swinging from building to bi- you literally like hold a button and then let go and then press it down again and let go <laughs> and he just kind of shoots a web into 
nowhere yes. and swings around. Right. And you couldn't get it. It was so funny. Yeah, I was struggling a lot. It's it's weird when you like I used to play so many video games as a youngster. And so in my brain, I identify as a gamer, but in reality, I haven't really gamed since what Final like Fantasy middle, X. right middle of college. Mm. And so like even like I used to be really good at the original Mario Kart, for example. But then anytime I've had to like I've been invited to play more modern Mario Karts, I just get creamed. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you had a good time with we were playing was it Mar- Super Mario? What is the game Odyssey? called? Odyssey? No, the other one. The oh, early. 64. Mario 64. My Mario. sister for her, what is it, for the Switch, mm-hmm. they re-released Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and one other. Not Dr. Mario. No. Lola's Although she does game. have that for something else. Really? Yeah. Wait, can you just quick tell the story about your Lola playing Super or Dr. Dr. Mario? Mario. It's a really old game if you're not familiar with it. It's kind of like Tetris, but there's doc- a Dr. Mario throwing pills into this bottle of viruses, <laughs> and you have to line up four of the same color, but it, whatever. Like Tetris. Yes. So my grandmother, who doesn't play any other video games, because why, I don't know, why would she? <laughs> she would always play Dr. Mario, but also she didn't know how to hook up the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo, or turn it on to the right input. Now I can't do any of those things, so I guess I can't make fun of her. <laughs> but uh, we'd always have to hook up Dr. Mario for her, and then she just played obsessively. <laughs> I can't imagine her doing that. And then one of your cousins, like, tripped over the power cable and ripped yes. it out of the wall while she was playing. <laughs> she was furious. Yes. Wow. Now she can't play it because the arthritis, but... I mean, do you think the arthritis is partially due to all the Dr. Playing Mario? Playing too much Dr. Um, I don't think so. I, I mean, I, it couldn't so have helped. <laughs> okay so super or spider-man was that's my thing thing also topo chico seltzer hard oh, seltzer exists right we picked it up it's quite nice it's really every brand is making a hard seltzer now and we love topo chico because we're bougie with the seltzer water we were sparkling mineral water it's the only thing that got us through uh our stay in san diego <laughs> it was topo chico drinking topo chico in the bathtub <laughs> while watching fraser hell yeah that sounds nice let's go do that again um yeah so they came out with the hard seltzer and it's really good mm-hmm. it's just as good as topo chico is it's way better than any other hard seltzer i've tried you think so i think so the flavor man- wise the mango one i only had a sip of each of the ones that you had they make strawberry guava mango pineapple and whoa and lemon lime yes so that's good those are the thing things goals do you did you write down a goal sarah told me to prepare with by thinking of a goal and i forgot to but it's okay i'll think of something on the fly let's just say that we've been very productive when it comes to making music so i'm just gonna assign your goal as keep doing that eric's been like spending so much time in our little studio like fine-tuning our drum sounds and uh, all all those little things that i don't really understand because i love music i can appreciate the different parts of it i've kind of recently been trying to train my ear to listen for things well you're also you can also play multiple instruments and sing wonderfully. Like you are a musician. Sure, but I'm not a 
I don't know anything about production really. Mm-hmm. And I or like and, arrangement. Right. And as a as a result, well, I, it's never been what is interesting about music to me. Mm-hmm. It's always the storytelling and the vocals. So <laughs> Eric is very much in charge of that aspect of our music, just making things sound good. And Well, it's just very much it's we're very balanced in that way because we'll listen to a new song and I will not listen to the lyrics. I will not I just will not try and hear what the singer's saying. I don't really care at first because I'm like, how do the instruments sound? What are the chord progressions? What's the vocal melody doing in relation to the chords and whatnot? Right. And Sarah's like, I hate the song. The lyrics are bad. And I'm like, I don't even know <laughs> one word they said. I wasn't listening for that. So the fact that our, our hmm, the things we care about the most in a song right are kind of opposites or our and our defaults ways of hearing and processing things which is good because they fit together your your priorities and mine they fit together like a puzzle Mm -hmm. so that's good yes but yeah we sarah has wanted to when it comes to original songs sarah has wanted to repurpose some of my older songs that i wrote and recorded with like my old band Mm mm-hmm and at first I was kind of hesitant. I was like, I don't know if they're good enough. I don't know if they fit with the, the stuff you write. And Sarah's like, no, they're good. They're good. <laughs> so we've been, mess- we've been messing with some of those. And that's kind of that's what I've been working on in my computer. Just trying to use one of my old songs as like a test subject kind of. Right. And just do whatever I want with it. Because I'm not going to do that with one of your songs. Right. So I'm like, well, we'll take the song. We already know how it goes and I'll kind of mess around with it and see how I can change it a little and what happens. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my goal is to keep doing that and we might release a uh, cover pretty soon. Yes, we've set out, we've kind of made ourselves a timetable. I've been researching a lot of uh, music marketing stuff and I mean, just like any other social media now, when you take it as part of your career or you're trying to make it part of your career, Consistency and timing are actually really important. And I'm learning that, you know, music has changed, like the music industry has changed so much. It's not like you're just going to get randomly discovered and picked up by a label and everything is great. It's like now you really have to push to be seen and to get your music in front of people. And it's not just about putting your music on Spotify and hoping someone finds it. It's like there's a strategy to making uh, a single release go well so i've been diving into that i guess that's my goal is to keep learning more about that because again this is an instance where i'm interested in the marketing aspect of it eric i guess is interested but is less interested in the like the small details of of it so it's good eric's handling like the mechanical stuff with the production and i'm learning more about marketing and branding and how do we want to make people feel? What is our image going to be? Yeah. I really want to start dressing in all black again, like in my, <laughs> like in our, um, like music persona hmm. for like videos and photos and shows and stuff. Okay. Like right now I'm wearing like cargo, like brown cargo <laughs> shorts and like uh, blue ankle socks and a baseball jersey. And I just don't look like... A musician like i don't look like how i envision a musician looking right. and i'm like when we take photos and stuff i want to go back to where i would wear like skinny black pants and like a black shirt and black shoes 
I'm just yeah. like, that's a punk guy. Right. I like, I miss that part of myself. Yeah. Yeah. I, every time I go into a more creative mode, it's weird. I've, I mean, I've talked about like my different personalities on the podcast before, but I feel like every time I pass into a very musically, creatively driven space, I'm like drawn to very quirky, edgy looking aesthetic. Well, it's and hard. Then, Wait, sorry, keep going. Yeah, but then when I'm more interested in my business, the Sarah's Vegan Kitchen thing, I like turn into this very earthy, like bohemian looking <laughs> mom aesthetic. And I'm like, okay, every every time I switch between the two, I'm very tempted to throw away all my other clothes. And I'm like, I'm just going to wait this out because I'm definitely going to go back there because that's how my brain works. Well, it's tough because... You want to dress a certain way when you're putting your music out there, mm-hmm. right? You want to look the part of, you want to dress how you feel when you're yeah. writing songs about mental health and, you know, important things. And I'm like, yeah, I want to look like an, like an emo kid again is how I feel. <laughs> like, I want to look like an emo kid again. Yeah. But then it's like, oh, well, you know, today I have to, I have to teach two lessons and one of them is with a group of 10 year old kids. So I want to look fun yeah i want to look like an approachable quote-unquote normal adult with a real quote-unquote job sure you know so it's like sure i'll wear my baseball jersey when i talk to the kids and i'll dress a certain way for photos and whatnot yep you're just trying to balance the like the the real world yeah with like the artist world right yeah strange yeah i mean anyone who is in a creative field i think i think that's one of the great parts of being an artist is that there's just different expectations as to like you can express in a totally different way with your clothing and your makeup and your style which is why at like red carpets everyone's so fucking weirdly dressed like gaga's wearing like a meat dress (laughs) oh my god i forgot about that right is she a vegetarian now (laughs) i have no idea (laughs) that would be fun but it's like almost it's like almost the more outrageous you can be, the more attention you can get for your career. So it's encouraged to be weird. Whereas in everyday life, if I go to the supermarket. Wearing your meat dress. Right. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. I mean, every time I have a weird hair color, which I don't currently because I'm basically blonde now, people will be like, oh, I like your hair. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I do have weird hair. And I had forgotten. So. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just balancing those two those two lives. Yes. Odd. Uh, do you want to wrap it up? Sure. Cool. Okay. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this new kind of format. For I personally had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I really liked that. Eric's all about the fun. The fun? You are. What do you mean? You are all about the fun. In like just in how it relates to the podcast or in general? In, in general. I like fun. It makes me feel good. Eric consumes comedy. Eric watches Good Mythical Morning. Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. They're getting a little trite. Would that be the word? Maybe. I'm getting sick of their shit is what I'm trying to say. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I do like fun. Yes. It makes me feel good. Right. Of course. Mm-hmm. One hope. Yeah. it would <laughs> thanks uh okay so we'll talk to you guys next week and uh thank you for listening bye bye <laughs>